Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Now it's time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law, with special guest, L.A. Cannabis Company CEO, Armin. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside me are the world-famous Pot Brothers at Law and Mr. Joe Grande. Well, hello, Mr. Wright. And you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on this side of the planet. I say this side of the Mississippi. Ooh. I say this side of the galaxy, baby. Joe, Welcome, Joe. What's <laughs> Joe? What's going down on the show today? Well, bud? you know, it's good to see both of you guys online. Thank you guys for joining us, Mark and Craig Wasserman. That is, I know your internet's blowing up uh, in the office, and you guys just have to be remote because you guys are working attorneys. And Craig, that looks nice. Whatever you're smoking there, what is that? West Coast Cure. West Coast Cure. I think this is. Some hardcore OG. Well, you guys are real classy over there, both you and Mark. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast all over the world. Cannabis Talk 101. Feel free to give us a call anytime you want to say hello or uh, say you want to see more pictures of the women of cannabis on our site. Yes. See what they look like and expose more of them because I tell you. They are hot. Uh, 800-420-1980. Leave us a voicemail. Make sure you check out our Instagram pages for daily news. Learn the script. So much more at Cannabis Talk 101 at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Mark's at Waslaw. Craig's at Waslaw Dog. Blue is at one Christopher Wright. Yes. And I am at Joe Grande 52. Today on the show, we have a sexy brother over here. Boy, yeah. this guy. I didn't know he was going to be so good looking. I didn't know I was going <laughs> to feel this comfortable with him right away. But I, I mean, so- I just walk in and out of the room and I just hit him with bombs. And he, he smiles and Loves it. I can just feel his vibe, which is great. Armin, who's the CEO of LA Cannabis Company, they operate three retail dispensaries and two indoor cultivation facilities in the city of Los Angeles. The website is lacannabisco.com, which is L A C A N N A B I S C O.com. Armin, thank you so much for coming down, brother. I appreciate you. Thanks, guys, for having me. So, Armin, walk us through. First off, where are you from? Are you from LA? Uh, yeah, I grew up in LA. Uh, 
95% of my life. I'm originally from Armenia, so I was born in Armenia. Oh, and then you moved to Glendale? No. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Close. Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood <laughs> yeah. baby. The, Ar- yeah. the Armenians are Glendale and yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. And my favorite restaurant is Rafi's. There you go. You know Rafi's place? You know place? good meat. Yes, yeah. exactly. He it's, knows good meat, trust oh, me. Oh, believe you me, just ask any guy. Joe, 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 no, it, Joe. It's so, so you've been here and born and raised basically then in, Cal- in Los Angeles. Yeah, I grew up here. Um, Lived in Hollywood, lived in San Fernando Valley, went to school out here, went to Cal State Northridge. So I've been in L.A. my the whole career, whole, whole life. Yeah. And, and now you start off with, I'm assuming, one dispensary. Did you start off that way or was it an indoor cultivation? Walk us through the storyline, brother, because this is you're doing amazing work right here. You got three spots, two cultivations. Yeah. How did it all start? Yeah, uh, for sure. We started off with a collective. So we're from the medical mo- model. So we're originally licensed in the city of L.A. in 2007 when they had the pre-ICO medical registration. And um, throughout the 14-year history, we've transitioned from medical compliance to now in the adult use uh, market. So we've And when did that transition? Was that one store at a time or all of them at once? So we've operated uh, one store at a time, and then we added stores throughout the years. So I've done management deals and kind of evolved into ownership now. So when recreational hit, we used to operate as nonprofits. And now um, after prop, uh, the legalization happened, 215. 64. 64. 64. Yes, sir. Thank Thank you, you, Craig. You are now legal. You're now legal. So I got a question, though. You are now you are now for profit. I want to know the good stuff, though. I want to know when was the first time you were raided back then? First time we got raided, two thousand and ten, and we weren't there. Walk us through <laughs> nice. Because you were you you were you were operating as a as a collective. It yes. sounded like and yes. You, you were doing everything, and at that time, if you pick, it was a crime first, as you know, and then you had to go in with your medical defense. Right. That sure. you were operating. So I'm assuming is that is that what happened? Exactly. Yes. So we we were um, raided by the uh, local. LAPD, and uh, we won in court. The case got dropped because we had our uh, medical paperwork. We had all our collective paperwork, and we had our uh, pre-ICO registration. Right. You so, know, you, and, and you and guys, that's the thing that sucks about all this. Even still, you get it. You're doing it right. You get arrested. You and you didn't get to recoup all that money you spent on attorneys and everything that you had to do to Nothing. to get out of it. And even to this day, me and my brother are dealing with clients who are licensed and still getting busted. And having to go in and show the paperwork and show you're doing it right. Well, so, if, I'm, you know. if I'm not mistaken, I think Chicago's also running that same gauntlet right now, um, of, uh, very similar to the the same way that we we launched back in whatever year that was. You know, I can't remember, but 14 or 60 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So about six years ago. You know, some of the the legal things that you've had to go through. Um, you know, how did that trans translate? Because a lot of the companies didn't make it. You know, and so why are you guys so fortunate? You know, I think we. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, the one thing that they had in their favor <clears throat> was they were very, very fortunate enough to have the pre-ICO. That right. gave them a huge leg up on a lot of on a that that that's huge to have that got grandfathered in as a pre-ICO when LA went legal and and everything like that. Is so this your client? That helped. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way you're answering for your yeah. client, I didn't know if this yeah. was your client over here. How long you guys been? Huck. How long has he been signed up with the Pop Brothers at Law? Shit. I'm just telling you why 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 they were so. You know, Craig, Craig will let us know why he's been so successful. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you got, I mean, you got to have the hard work and the and the perseverance and all that good stuff. But without having that location, you know, we have so many people coming to our door where you just can't get a location. Uh, in LA, especially with the social equity mess going on out there. Well, thank you, so Armin. It, thank it, you it so much. It was great to see that you got that pre-ICO, <laughs> which gave you that foot up. The CEO Armin over there looking like Craig. Jeez, Craig. I love that blue-ass Armin question and Craig answered it for him. <laughs> That's fucking all. Do you want to elaborate, Armin, yeah, as you're yeah, the CEO yeah, yeah. of the company? Yeah. But of course, <laughs> I'm sure Craig is right, which he is. I mean, what he yeah. said was true to benefit. But what else do you right. think, uh, uh, you know, well, as your benefits? Craig summarized it well, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, it was a lot more work behind it. Um, He's going to send you a bill, by the way. Craig's yeah. going to you now <laughs> for speaking on your I, behalf. I sign the retainer. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no we, we've uh, the original pre-ICO has been through a, a big uh, uphill battle against with the city to get get the legal status that it has. So originally there was the uh, 420 grand case, which was the first lawsuit with the city against the pre-ICOs right and that case was dropped so the pre-ICOs were allowed to move forward and then in 2012 there was a attempt to put a ban by the city and uh, the pre-ICOs got together and we got a referendum yeah so that didn't allow the city to do the ban after that we uh, there was a coalition of patients to protect neighborhoods CCPPN I remember it because we wrote a lot of checks to that name. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we yeah. funded a uh, the ordinance that went on the city, city ba ballot measure, and it got voted by the citizens of uh, Los Angeles. You know, Mark and I, back in those days, used to go down to the city and, and speak in, in front of uh, the, the city council. Do you remember when they used to do the city yeah, council the speaking? Hearings. Yeah, so Mark and I went out there, and, and they gave you like 30 seconds to, to say something. Was give her a spill. Yeah, and and so we we go up there and and say about thirty seconds, and literally, I mean, in thirty seconds, you you really don't have any time, so you have to have everything that you're about to deliver. Brrr. And if you miss, you know, you you miss everything. So I think Mark went up there and just you know pissed him off real quick. Do you, <laughs> do you remember that, Mark? I do. I remember it was no. I got up there. I remember you pissed him off. We were we were uh, you know just complaining about how messed up it was. And, and you know, Armin, you could speak to to this. What was on my mind? You know, you went through you you were the co uh, cooperative collective and the not for profit and all that. And now you have to do the regulations. Wouldn't you have rather have stayed the other model? Was that easier for you than now? <laughs> You know, it's a uh, it's a totally different uh, model. I I think the future is the model now to run a good business. So we are converted to for profit uh, entities and we operate like a regular business. I think the nonprofit model was the cards we were dealt with at the time. But as a business to grow, uh, the model that's in place now, I think is is the one. It's much better. What do you think what, of all the wait, taxes, wouldn't it, regulations? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it, wait, wait. But wouldn't it be wouldn't it be better to have the old system, but you could be for profit? <clears throat> um, less regulation. Yeah, it's uh, it makes the market more open, and um, yeah, it would be a lot easier. It would allow a lot more people, a lot more competition in the space. I think we've had to. The operators that have survived had to evolve, right? We had to evolve into 
this right. space or we're not going to survive, right? The, the way we were yep. operating. And, and we've always gone above and beyond. And I've, I've always made it a point to be on top of the regulations, right? To, to know what's coming ahead, to plan ahead. So you're not just waiting for the regulations to be in effect. You're, you're planning for all that stuff ahead of time. So we've always been involved, but it's definitely a lot more work and a lot less um, reward. Sure. <laughs> Did you ever have any yeah. problems with the feds? Uh, no, we've never had uh, any problems with the feds. Just uh, the one local Speak, Speaking of feds, do you feel like it's going to go federally legal right now? Mm. Um, I, I think it's all arrows are pointing to that direction, right? Yeah. Um, we're we're going to go legal. It's just uh, how soon, how it's going to look, and whether it's done. Does it scare you? Does it scare you at all? Because, you know, my, thinking big my, companies coming in and, you know, the Costco's, the my, Walmart's, yeah, my rollout targets thinks, thinks that they're going to they're going to roll it out through the traditional tobacco market. Right. Which would be going through the Costco 7-Elevens, the liquor stores, which would then I don't know about wipe out the dispensaries, but it'll definitely affect you guys. Right. There's definitely all types of uh, risks of competition. That's that's going to happen, you know. I just feel like it's going to take a really long time to get there, and the journey is still long, right? right. Um, there's still a lot of players to be determined, brands to be built, and California has probably the most robust and open market, right? It has the most players sure. than any other state. So. And the best cannabis out there in the country. Right. Let's and go. we know the best cannabis. Uh, we know the consumers well here. I, I've been around a lot of places in the world, and the pot's just not. The same, the same, right? Yeah. So, sure. And as you've been around and you've seen these dispensaries, talk about the benefits of shopping in the legal, let alone the illegal markets and potential health risks with you know going to a dispensary. What are some of those? Yeah, so all, all the cannabis in the in the legal dispensaries goes uh, through a uh, robust uh, regulatory process. From even the the cultivators are regulated on multiple levels between ag department um, weights and measures. Um, pesticide departments in different counties, um, different departments. On top of that, it goes through probably the most robust testing in the country. I don't think any state's testing for as many chemicals sure. or as many different tests uh, than California. So, you know, it's it's probably the safest, I can say, cannabis in the U.S., maybe, maybe the world. But did you grow up smoking weed from whoever... Yeah. And now right. you're getting all this right. weed that's like right. now gotten yes, to be Joe. all these but, pesticides, you know, but yet but, now you know, once once you learn about it and you're more aware of it, and then being on the inside of the industry, um, you know it's 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 actively there, right? We we, we know the illicit market. It's it's, it's huge. It, There's it, no it, denying. You know, I mean, <laughs> problem it, is because I I've always said I mean I've been smoking for over. Over, 80 years over 40 80 years prob <laughs> probably no, literally years literally almost 45 years and up until you know obviously recently i never smoked tested weed ever in my entire lifetime and i've survived this whole time smoking every day for that long but i think as as time has gone on the illicit market is doing things i mean especially the weed itself, maybe they're using bad shit more than they did back in the day, but it's the cartridges and vape pens that really have taken a turn for the worse as far as what the illicit market will sell. Because sure. back in the day, we all come from the same community if you've been doing this 25, 30 years, and people sold for the most part good shit. People weren't using all that bad stuff yeah. because it was a small community even up and down the entire California. You knew, you knew, you know, who, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And as time has gone on, 
now people are, are, are counterfeiting brands, selling those to the illicit market, selling those with, you know, that E-acetate crap in it. And you don't know what's in those <laughs> cartridges. Um, so I think in that sense, because I've always been kind of like, ah, what do we need? What do we need uh, uh, testing for? I've survived. But I think with the passage of time, I think it's very important. And I think it brings people in who might otherwise be weary of going to an illicit store and whether or not the weed is uh, healthy or not. But maybe weed does, you know, thin out cannabis. your hair. I don't know. Cannabis might thin out your hair, Craig, because smoking that much. Your hair looks pretty thin. Well, there it is, guys. It's (laughs) Cannabis Talk 101. When we come back, more with Armin, the CEO of Los Angeles Cannabis Company. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. We are live with Armin, the CEO of Los Angeles Cannabis Company. And let me tell you, he's a good-looking guy, Joe. He, he is. I, you know what? I love that one. There's, I don't know. I'm, I'm wanting to give props to a good-looking dude I'm, I'm, in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it, man. No doubt, brother. And I'm, and I'm really impressed with, you know, how you've been in the game for so long and this and that. But I want you to break down to everybody listening out there, especially in California, the taxes that the customer pays why these taxes are charged and how the how the state collects them and how you guys get hit because everybody thinks 
You're selling cannabis. You're, you're making, making millions. millions and billions of dollars. And some people are. Don't get it twisted. And I'm sure you've done pretty well for yourself. You've got three dispensaries. you got two indoor cultivation facilities. I'm sure you're not living in an apartment on top of, you know, underneath the Hollywood sign. But talk about these taxes. Yeah. No, the, the taxes are California, some of the highest in Ridiculous. the Ridiculous. Right? So we can break down how many different times the cannabis gets taxed by the different um, parts of the supply chain. So the cultivators have to pay a cultivation tax uh, by the ounce. And I think this year and last year was $9.65 an ounce. So the consumer uh, won't see that on any of their uh, receipts because that's on the back end paid by the uh, cultivator and the distributor. So after that tax is paid or when that tax is put into the metric system. You said $9 an ounce? $9.65 $9. an ounce. Yes. $9.65. Wow. Yeah, and, and like two twenty-five for shake. And shake is two twenty-five, correct. Um, Ridiculous. So Damn. One, once that's done, um, an end product is made, given to a distributor, and then the distributor has to pay um, 27% of the wholesale price as the excise tax. So that he collects that from the retailer. So there's a 27% of the wholesale cost. So it's, it's really 17% of 180% of the wholesale cost, but that's really complicated. Let's not get into yeah. calculating it's that. Like, hmm, there's a 17% I was there. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's, ridic- got, no, it's but, ridiculous. And right now, from what I heard, I, I well, I know I read this, that they're trying to um, make it so that instead of the di- just distributor paying the tax, the retailer is going to pay the tax. So you don't have that arm's length transaction that you have to do these mental somersaults regarding what you were just figuring out on what the tax that you have to pay them when the distributor provides it to you. Now, when you, when you charge the excise tax to the consumer, do you pay that tax? Do you forward that tax to the CDTFA or do you keep that because you've already paid it to the distributor? So, if you are a distributor yourself, uh, you can collect the tax and pay it yourself, or you pay directly to the distributors you buy from. So most of the distributors, even if they give you terms, they usually take the tax up front because you actually have to pay the tax on the day it was invoiced for, for that time period, right? Even if you don't sell it, sure, um, you have to pay the tax for it. So the, the distributors, day. they want their money up front. <laughs> right, right. So <laughs> No, so my question is, no, no but my question is, you, you buy from a distributor. No, let's not say yourself. Yeah. You, you buy from a distributor. When he gives you the product, you pay him for the product, and you give him tax money, yeah, correct? You, you pay the, the, the taxes, when uh, usually upon delivery. Right. Sometimes and then the distributor terms. pays that to the CDTFA, which is the tax authority. Yes. And then when you sell a product on your receipt, does it say 15% excise tax? Um. So with us, the excise tax is included in the cost of the good. Some stores charge it. Um, they show it, and some, some stores don't. They don't. You don't have to. Um, so it's in the cost instead of showing or having to explain to it's criminal, so, criminal taxes. So, okay, so, criminal so, you, taxes. So, you're not, <laughs> so you're not collecting 15% from them and then paying it to the state. You're just, you're just charging them sales and use tax for the most part right. unless you wanted to show – 
that there's a 15% increase because what you've already prepaid. Right, right. So we, we charge 19.5% for at the end of the of the transaction, which is the sales tax and the city tax. Sure. Right. So there's an additional on top of that. Yeah. There's an additional sales and city tax. And then tell them about that. These are just taxes that are going to end up at the state level. Now tell them what the tax is from the city you have to pay. Right. So the city is 10%. And it's tax on tax, so you have to pay tax on the tax on the tax that, that you, you generate that yeah. you did you already taxed yeah or you got taxed on that you got taxed on. Wow, so you're just getting taxed everywhere. Now, hold Whoa. on, if if Wait. you were listening earlier, like he said, it's it's much more, um, uh, you know, a lot more risk, a lot less reward. The margins are a lot thinner than they've ever been. We tell people when they, like Joe was saying, oh, you know, you're a, you're a cannabis business. You're making all kinds of money. Well, you want to take the regulations away and go backwards a couple of years. Yeah, we could pay three times the rent. We deal with landlords all the time going, this isn't, this isn't your grand, this isn't, this isn't big brother's weed anymore. Weed stores. You know, it's not, it's not like you could whip out money and all day long in the old days and pay them that three times rent. Now it's, you better treat me like a regular business or I'll find a building that's going to do that, which I think more more landowners have come in line with reality that you it, it's you know, there's no it shouldn't be any different green uh, green amount per square foot than if it's non green business. Well, let's talk about all the taxes, right? What about the uh, tax code 280E and your federal taxes, Armin? Talk, talk about that. Yeah, those are not fun, and we don't like saying the 280 word. It's oh, really? <laughs> it's that taboo, huh? Don't say it. Don't no. say it. No, it's uh, it's it's a very um, way to go, Mark. Unfair uh, hey, truth tax, that, truth tax hurts. treatment of uh, cannabis businesses on the on the federal level. So it takes a lot of navigating. But yeah, you get hit with taxes on money you didn't make, basically. So ultimately what, what I mean, happens is the inline consumer right now is paying such a high price, which is why our black market or the, uh, you know, the illicit, illicit. Mar- illicit market is still uh, thriving. thriving. Yeah. Right. And which is co- causing more com- com- uh, competition for, for you as a, as a license. Right. Uh, and, and do you see a huge effect of that? Or are you still just having people march in? How, how are your sales? I mean, are they well or are you guys... I think we have we have a really strong loyal base. Um, I think what separates us is that we do we're cultivators as well. So it keeps us competitive versus straight retailers, I think, are having a lot more difficult time right now versus us. We're able to cultivate, don't have to have the middleman distribution costs or the marketing costs because it's straight to consumer. And we're able to. Survive. What what are you guys cultivating? Your own brands, or what is it? Yeah, so I I gave you guys some samples there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about some of the brands, like your own. Make sure you put that aside for me, Joe. It's right here, right next to my crotch. Come grab it. You lost it, dude. You already know what time it is. It never makes it. (laughs) So, so. um, Oh my god, that smells unbelievable. Let me let me smell it. Let me shoot that over here. What do you got, Joe? Wedding cake right here. L.A. Cannabis Co. Wedding cake. So this is actually your brand. This is your brand. Do you carry any of the products? Ooh, that's that's very to well done. Gassy too. Right? Yeah, we, wow. we, we carry we carry a, a, a large variety of of items. I think we have about mm. thirteen to fifteen hundred SKUs right now. So we we have our brands of flour that we cultivate, um, and we we have a competitive price to versus a other indoor flour that quality. So that at our store retails at. 
forty dollars. Really? Nice. That's, that's a good price. price. For this. That's a that's a very good price. That's how we. This you know, f- smells we and feels like high quality weed, though. That's no, yeah, it, it it's, is. It's, yeah. I would say I was thinking you're gonna say sixty five. Yeah. Cannabis. Cannabis. Yeah. Well, you know no, what? That would happen. When it smells as gassy as smells as some bomb ass weed in my book, I'm like, yeah. Bomb ass cannabis. What? 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 Cannabis, Co. What? 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 Is your flagship? I mean, is it your flower? Is it an edible? Is it a, a, a tincture of vapes? What was it's it? definitely our flower. So we have our wedding cake. We have our fire OG. So we have a whole facility that we only grow the original OG, like the 99 OG that wow, we all yeah. know. So we have that same strain that we've been consistently growing. Um, and it, Before it, and after. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's the one strand that, yeah. that's kept us, uh, that's survived through all these, all these times because the consumer... Yeah, and I would think the consumer it. can go there and get reasonable prices. Like for you to say this eighth is forty bucks and it smells unbelievable. I right. mean, I think they can go there and purchase flour at a decent price or at a better price of high quality well, because you guys are producing but it yourself. That's, yeah. that's only going to be, if I'm not mistaken, that's only the Cannabis Co's product. Of though. course, yeah. I mean, because when now you start talking about another buying different brands, yeah, another brand comes in, their price must be higher. Yeah, that we have eights all the way to eighty dollars. Wow, right? yeah. some of the brands, and then there's a certain amount. We have to mark up plus the taxes. So you're selling more of your own brand, probably. Yeah, it's 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 our top so our, our top ten sellers are eighty percent our products. Nice. So we have our pre rolls as well, which is all from whole flour. So we don't do any of the shake ones. It's whole flour. So we're, we're paying for that convenience. Yeah. I love pre rolls, so yeah, I push for that. Yeah, that's now, the only way to go. You know, it's funny because are you carrying West Coast? Hello. Here? Wow. I think we do. Yes. Now the show just got juicy. <laughs> You guys oh. at home didn't get to see it, but Mark's wife just jumped in the scene with the bikini on. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I didn't know she was bringing two beach balls with her. Yeah. <laughs> it was a workout clothes. <laughs> Sorry. No, so. I'm not. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hi, Felicia. Yeah. Um, so so the, the the thought process of it, though, is that you guys, is, you guys what, what are some of the other products, I guess, that you guys have in your stores that, that, that sell well? Right. Um, so. We're a flower-centric store. I think about 70, 80% of our business is, is flower. Um, we have mid-grade, lower-grade, good stuff from the Central Coast. Work with a lot of direct farmers. So we, we do a lot of the sourcing ourselves. We go to the farms. We build the relationships. For us, it's about seeing the grow facility before we just kind of bring in a brand. Smart. I, we get pitched brands to be on the shelves every day, all day. <laughs> Everybody comes down in, yeah. From inquiries online to distributors trying to get different products on our shelves, but you know, at the end, um, we're at the end, we're the ones that have to deal with the customer. So sure. it's we're very selective because, like, the grower will sell you a product, and if it's crap, yeah. they don't have to deal with the customer. Like, they're just going to deal. You got to deal with them. They come <laughs> yeah, back. That's yeah, why you got to vet out everything that you're putting on your right. shelf so, and make sure it's and right. And if it doesn't sell, it sits there and you still got to deal with it. You still right. take the hit. <laughs> right. well, you, even beyond you, you discount, you move it on, you, you move on, but it's just people, when they come to our store, they know we've done a good, we only keep the good brands around. Right. Right. And we do a lot of vetting so that, that, that very selective on the brands um, that we carry. Nice. Well, dope. Uh, people want to check it out. The website, LACannabisCo.com. That's L-A-C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S-C-O.com. It's Armin, the CEO of LA Cannabis Company. When we come back, I want to hear what's the worst thing that you went through 
putting this together because someone out there wants to get in the cannabis game. They want to open up a dispensary. They want to start or grow. They want to do it all, and you've done it. So you're going to educate them on what's some of the things that to look for. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101 here with Mark and Craig, Pop Brothers at La Blue, and Joe Grande. Let's get back to it, Blue. We were talking about some brands on the shelves over here at L.A. Cannabis Company. Yes. Welcome to the show, Mark. Yeah. What What are some of the other brands, Armin? You got West Coast Cure up there? Um, I think we carry West Coast Cure. Uh, on our website, we have a list of all the brands. I think we're over 100 different brands sure. on the shelves now, so... We definitely... Cali FX is a nice brand, too. I don't know if you heard of that one. Cali FX is a good one. Whoa, oh, hey, Christine, I didn't know you are in the building. Uh, <laughs> skinny Weed. <laughs> yeah, Skinny Weed, of course, all these great brands. It's just crazy to think that, you know, when I smell your, your fire and I go, wow, this is one of the best parts of having your own cultivation. But educate our listeners out there that sit there and have said to themselves, it can't be that hard. It's got to be, I just want to get into the game, and I got $50,000 saved. I'm ready to go. What are some of the trials and tribulations that you've gone through to help educate the entrepreneur out there that wants to get into the game? Right. Um, I think definitely do your due diligence, right? Know what space you're getting into. People are always uh, contact hitting me up or like want to talk about a, a business idea or a pitch. I want to do this. They're in other creative spaces. And then I kind of, I'm like, no one ever comes and says like, I want to grow really good weed. Yeah, like, like I, I got this idea. No, this is what actually I really do. I grow really good weed. Yeah, and I and I sell it. <laughs> yeah, at a legal spot. Yeah. No, if if I I think the cannabis industry right now, it, 
it is thirsty for talent, like people who are talented in other spaces to come on to, to cannabis and it needs more talent and needs more people wanting to be involved. Unfortunately, um, the regulatory bar is high, so you <laughs> gotta do a lot of due diligence before coming in. You definitely need your attorneys to kind of guide you, someone yeah. with experience. But well, Mark um, and Craig will walk you right out. Don't do it. Yeah, it's going to cost you these too guys much. Scare you. They're like, listen, <laughs> if you don't got a million dollars, $5 million, five million. you're out. Yeah. Just leave. As a matter of fact, you got to pay me up front. Yeah. Well, at least they're telling it to you. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty real. Pre- pretty real. You yeah. do need the capital uh, to survive. Yeah. You know, we've organically reinvested mm-hmm. into our company for the last uh, 14 years, right? So it's well, constantly it, reinvesting. It, a lot of people think, uh, yeah. it, you know, you you have to realize in in, a, in the retail space. I mean, you're now retailing or distributing to a public where you're selling a ten dollar, or twenty dollar, or forty dollar item. On that forty dollar item, the profit margins may be seven to fourteen dollars, you know, or something like that. Maybe maybe more, maybe less. Whatever you're making, a hundred percent profit. So you're making twenty dollars. So how many twenty dollars do you have to? to make in order to be like oh i'm a gazillionaire you know i mean that's a lot of it's a lot of 20s so people got to line the freak up to in order to to pony up to to be sustainable on top of that you still got to pay rent employees medical whatever else you've got going on so i think the the concept of what the boom is is everybody's coming in going god it's like selling weed and i've seen my son's nephew's cousin he's rolling around in this beamer because he's selling weed but he doesn't have to go through those taxes he doesn't have to go through those building costs he doesn't have to go through those you know um educational learning lessons that you've got to teach all the people through your facility you know so there's so much more to it and so people like yourself that are holding that standard and are staying in this industry, you got to take your hat off. I mean, it's not it's not an easy game. I sold out a long time ago. I, I had a license. <laughs> dude, like, I, dude, dude, I, I sold mine a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, man. I had a, I had I had I, w- I started in the same era, you know, and I had a, a couple dispensaries in Los Angeles and, and, you know, allegedly a couple other places. But, you know, through that process, you know, I, I seen an exit, dude. I was like bang here you go you know thank you goodbye you know i appreciate yeah. it have a nice day and and it was because i didn't know what was going to happen i didn't know if the taxes were going to crumble me i didn't know if i had the team to put together everything the way i needed right. to do i think you said it best right there i was gonna sorry pause you but uh the team kind of does matter a lot you yeah know? like everyone in the team wants has to want to be there has to want to evolve and, and make that change right it was a different time when we were operating and it was like fun right yeah, so it was like how, but before it was we fun. move on though i want to find out real quick how was, difficult was it to when you branched out to find locations um in those other areas were those pre-icos are they in the city of la are they yeah. social equity they're all uh emmds so you guys would know uh what okay. those are so they're uh, existing medical marijuana dispensaries from from the medical era and um you know throughout the years we, we do pay above market rate on, on, on a lot of our terms, but we have been getting better locations in the recent years. And our, our more recent moves, like our one locations on La Brea and Venice, prime real estate. So did you merge? Yeah, yeah, you're right there in the heart right uh, there. Did, did you merge with somebody who already had an EEMD and then converted it to a license? Yes, so all of ours were organic mergers. Nice. And to have a name like L.A. Cannabis Company. Russian I mean, it's just <laughs> it's a it's, trademark. It's so <laughs> genius because we're the heart out here. You know what I mean? I mean, you, it's it's just such who came up with that? I love it. Um, it was one of our our team members, our operations director. Um, and then when we saw it, we were like, that's it. 
you know, that's us. That's totally us. Like, we've been here in L.A., like, in the heart of L.A. for so long. And we've kind of grown into a company. So, we, And as kinda. you say grow into a company, <laughs> how many lawyers? Because I know these two lawyers that I hang out with. But how many did you have to go through to be where you're at now? To have three dispensaries, two indoor cultivations. I mean, L.A. Cannabis Company sounds like a monster so far. And before you answer that, I think he's, he, he said it right, too. How many did you have to go through? Right. right, because you know, I'm it's sure not one or two. No, you've, gone you've gone through, through a few, yeah. uh, but <laughs> you know, you you keep different counsel for different things. You know, you have your your guys who do your corporate stuff, and then we have our cannabis attorney who does all of our compliance as well, and he's constantly on staying ahead of the game, even though they change it every other freaking month. It seems right, like, right. And but I, I'm involved a lot as well. I'm part of the United Cannabis Retailers Association, so I sit on the executive board. So that whole group has counsel and government affairs Who is the Do you guys deal with the bureau? Um, do we what? Do you guys deal with the bureau directly as well? Um, I think we have a representation in Sacramento that kind of... Is that Jason Beck on that with you? Jason, <laughs> no, not Jason. It's uh, uh, We have different counsel. So it's, it's a bunch of retailers. Yeah. So it's the United Cannabis Business Association, UCBA. Um, did a lot of work here in LA. You know, you, you need to have your voice heard yeah. at a lot of these places, but it it's different when it's... The, it's the voice of a lot of sure. yeah, <laughs> different yeah. dispensaries. Well, yeah. I think the you, most you, important you thing up. that you're getting that actually he's hitting on is what we advise clients who are getting into the business is you better be involved. You right. better be involved. You better know the rules. Well, yes, I know the rules. I know what compliance is. I know how to, I know how to teach that, but you got to know the rules. You got to know track and trace. You got to know metrics. You got to know it. You got to know. Don't Otherwise, just hire I mean, somebody like, Oh, he's doing it. Yeah, you got to be you really got to be hands on unless you really put one person in charge. But, you know, when, when I think the 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 love and passion that you guys have for your for your brand and, and your business is what drives is what's driving you guys and, and getting you out ahead of the curve because of the way you you know, it's just like, you know, our, our kids were in the business and it's the passion that drives it. Right. And uh, and people come back to your store because, like you said, I've never heard that term flower centric. Which means to people out there, which I love that term, by the way. Flour. Yeah, you should coin coin phrase that one. And and now now people can come into that store knowing that the bud tenders should be, and and I'm sure they are, very very knowledgeable about what right. they're going to be purchasing, what someone asked for, um, and so forth. So I commend you guys for that. Thank you, thank you. No, we uh, we take pride in what we do. I think. You know, everyone on our team loves what they're doing, not just likes. Like right. they, they all love it. And when we hire, we don't just hire anyone, right? We're, we're like looking for the people that love the cannabis or that kind of fit our culture and, and what we represent, you know? Sure. So it, it all that stuff adds up. <laughs> Well, now it's time for the high five, Armin. We like to do this with every guest that comes in, and we like to have some fun with us. And being from Los Angeles, I can't wait to hear in Hollywood where the first time you smoked weed was, or cannabis, excuse me. But it's now time for the high High five five. with Armin from L.A. Cannabis Co. How old were you the first time you smoked, and where'd you get it from? Wow. Uh, 14, and uh, I got it from just the local kids in my neighborhood. We were playing basketball. Nice. Fourteen year old, you know, peer pressure. Yeah. Caved in. Hit this, bro. <laughs> Just at the park there hanging out, huh? Basketball. Try this. Try this. It's not a kebab, but yeah. try it. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's not the hookah. It's not the hookah, right? <laughs> no, 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 hookah probably gets you just as high. Shit. <laughs> yeah, if you inhale it. Ugh, I could never do hookah. Oh, I love hookah. 
Question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Um, I'm like a classic joint, you know. I love my uh I used to actually roll pre-rolls before pre-rolls were like cool. Like I used to have like <laughs> seven of them ready, ready to go. That's like Mark. Yeah. Mark has right. his little like a, a little flask. He has his little thing ready with <laughs> joints and, uh, and CBD joints. And I love it, but I do care about the paper. Um, I like the hemp paper. I'm very specific about the paper as very well. Very nice. Very nice. That's always nice. Question number three of the high five from with Armin, a CEO of Los Angeles, L.A. I'm sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Hold Jesus. on. He fumbled on the one. <laughs> I'll pick it, it up. Get it, to the it, L.A. It, cannabis it company. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Rewind okay. that. <laughs> Question number three of the high five with Armin, the CEO of L.A. Cannabis Company. <laughs> Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis. Wow. It's been a couple. <laughs> I say uh, Disneyland, probably. Nice. Disneyland. Where was Disneyland? <laughs> um, you know, I uh, I snuck in a vape pen, in my kid's little diaper bag. Nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the little poopy bagger. <laughs> I felt we guilty used to go every to Tom time. Island. <laughs> every time you hit it, you're like, damn, this oh, is fucked up. <laughs> I'm horrible, Dad. <laughs> Not at all. You yeah. guys are like, let's stay as long as you want, kids. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. We're having it's a, a small time. world again. It's a small world. <laughs> Let's go through this. Let's go through this. <laughs> Just get in front of me. <laughs> it's a giant mouse. All right, yeah. Armin. We got question number four of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five. What is your go-to munchies after you get high? Ooh, my go-to is in and out mm. animal fries. Yes. Ooh. I'm right there with you. I like eat the whole thing. <laughs> my wife, she knows I'm like looking at hers too. She'll be like, <laughs> and the kids, and the kids. She's like, put some of yours on top of this. They, they know that look when you're done with yours and you give that look. They know yeah. that look. I, <laughs> love, I love looking at my wife's food. Like, are you done with that? Are you, are you not going to finish that? You're not going to finish that gristle? I think we all do that one. <laughs> yeah. I'll you're not going to finish that, that bone? Exactly. Let me know on that chicken bone. Question number five of the high five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I'm going to go dead. I'll go OG Bob Marley. Of yes. Course. Just OG. because who doesn't want to smoke with Bob right. Marley? And Just think of the, all the bad weed he was smoking back in the day. I though. would. That's what I would want to get his perception of today's weed. Sure. Like, what oh, does he yeah. think? Like, is Bob going to love he it? Was, or well, he was smoking like, that bammer. You is know what is mean? Bob going to be a dabber? Or yeah, he, he might. Gonna, yeah, he, he was smoking spliffs. He might expand his vision I went to Jamaica. I went to Jamaica probably 24. 25 years ago and when the year i went it was some bomb shit man really it was bomb is that when you got your hair bus. braided too <laughs> yeah, i did i had a tail i had it braided here in the back i remember i remember seeing it that's why yes yeah, he said i'm serious about that braid. but they were they were buds about this long yeah and they came in this in this bag in this like trash bag from the guy in the bus who took us from the airport to uh uh to negril and it was i think it ended up being like 20 bucks Really? For about that, a four? That, how how for big a was a stick? For a, a twelve stick. inch stick? No, but it, it was it was yeah maybe maybe twelve inches. Joe, is that your twelve inches? Yeah, twelve <laughs> inches. <laughs> Craig, why do you have to go there, Craig? You're never the one to take me to the gutter, and I can't believe yeah. you just did that right uh, now. I cannot believe anyways, you're so anyways, inappropriate in that line. He was gonna <laughs> say that's his dead. Hold on, let him finish, Craig, because uh, you're I good will. at taking that. Who alive? Who would you alive? Um, 
You know Hold what? on, let Craig answer this for you. Yeah, <laughs> Craig, go ahead, go ahead bud. Yo. Who would Armin like to smoke with alive yeah. since you've been fucking answering all his uh, other questions? <laughs> Probably me. Uh, there mine. it is, it's you, yeah, it's you. West Coast Cure. Yeah. Ah, there it is. Yeah. His but son, Jared. Yeah. Alive, I would go with... Uh, Master P. Nice. Make him say, uh, You know what? When uh, I was growing up nah, nah, nah. in the 2000s, like, Master P was the Ooh, shit. And, yeah. like, watching him on MTV Cribs, I was just like, wow, ice cream, I, need, I need that crib, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and not but only then, that, let me tell you, P. Miller, it, none of his clothing brand, he's such a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. And such, he's such a, a good guy. business guy to such, evolve. Yeah, everything crazy. he's done out there, and none of that. His son's Very. career, what he's done for his son, little yeah, Romeo. I, I, I mean, follow him a lot. I, I think he's uh, like a really good role model, good business person, kind of evolved. Yeah. Long career. Those hood movies and the tech companies Respect he has, him. he's dope. Let me tell you a good story about, about Master P. I'm working at Power 106, and we have a promotion going to do the Super Bowl in New Orleans. I'm driving three listeners through Crosstown. It's a Master P promotion. We're in a Nissan vehicle, so it's Nissan and Master P. I get to New Orleans. I hit up P. I'm like, yo, what's up, dog? I'm downstairs at the hotel. Come meet the listeners, blah, 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 just so they can slap hands. He comes downstairs. He's already spent buku bucks on this album that was coming out, but he comes down to meet the listeners. He lit, comes out and goes, welcome to New Orleans, players. Here you go. Boom, boom, $300 to each mm. cat. Then he hands me 600 goes, Joe, make sure you take care of him. Welcome to New Orleans, dirty. Come on, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's like, what? <laughs> I mean, he just laced the listeners up like that, laced me up like that on top of paid for the big promotional for everything else. He's just always been a solid G and sent me us boxes of the P. Miller sweatsuits and the yeah. shirts and stuff that they used to have. He's always in my book, though, been hood classy. certified, but classy yeah. and dope and down and just cool yeah. and rich as can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, a good one, dude. Man. That's a good dude. That's a good one. Nope. So Armin, let us know real quick. You know, um, anything else you want to tell the listeners out there about yourself or the or the company uh, before we go and get out of here? Yeah, no. Come check us out. You know, I think right now in the cannabis industry, there's this big perception of, oh, it's expensive, it's tax, which it is, right? But I just we we have a a big a, a large spectrum of pricing, right? We have five dollar joints, taxes included, out the door. All the way to you know thirty dollar infused joints, right? So we de the the legal market definitely has affordable product that's being competitive, and I think we're seeing the trend. So we're slowly seeing just the retention on customers is higher, and then year over year we're we're growing more customers, right? Because we're I think we we are even though the illicit market is thriving, we are chipping away with it. You know, and that's yeah. what keeps me going. We are chipping away. Uh, people underestimate the ca cannabis consumer, and the California cannabis consumer knows what it wants, knows good weed, and I think the good weed is uh, winning. That's yeah, like I'll think. tell you what, that wedding cake that you popped out is winning very much. Yeah, so. And yeah. there's no toxins, no. And we want to remind people stuff. too. We want to remind people out there that not only do you get tested, regulated, vetted out weed from a company like LA Cannabis Company, cannabis. but also you're not subject to arrest when you walk in there. That's key right there, Craig. I mean, some people think, oh, I can go get it right over here yeah. at this little whoop de whoop shop for cheaper. Yeah, Yeah. good luck if it gets raided, player. Yeah. And yeah, we get no, those all the time. Jail. We get those all the time, so be safe out there, everybody. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We want to thank you guys for listening. And remember this. If no one else loves you, we, we do. We do. Thanks for listening to another podcast of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, featuring L.A. Cannabis Company CEO Armin.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.